Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All we do is talk about food here, but that's a pretty darn good uh, thing to talk about. Uh, you have to eat at some point during your life. And a lot of it, I hope, for your sake, uh, has always been much better than, uh, than you uh, thought you had. So uh, anyway, that's why we are here to talk about food in your house, in uh, restaurants, uh, wherever it is you find them, we'll go ahead and enjoy. And if you don't quite have it figured out, you know, uh, what, what kind of restaurant is this, uh, you know, that sort of thing, call us because uh, we've got a ton of information here. If I don't know it, if somebody else here doesn't knew, know it, we have lots and lots of other sources too. 260 260-6368. Um, there was something uh, going on. In my household, uh, for I guess it lasted two to three days, uh, I was writing an article uh, about steaks uh, because um, uh, Mary uh, Marianne uh, mentioned, mentioned uh, to me, hi, uh, mentioned uh, that she uh, likes the idea of a steak uh, because. We had uh, taken a walk over to Morton's, you know, the big Chicago-style steakhouse. And we went uh, for an hour or two over there. It was a place we used to go to when we were uh, younger and more uh, something or other. And uh, and just had a lovely time. So it happened again (laughs) just in the last, uh, you know, hour and a half. No, much less than that. But uh, my, my point for bringing this, all of this up, is that uh, I would like to encourage you now to answer a question that we've had discussed many times over the years, but not in a long time. So I, I, let's take a look at this and see if anybody's got anything to say. And if not, you can just uh, you know fly away if you want. But anyway, here's the deal. Who do you think puts out the best steaks in New Orleans? Now, that gives you room for all kinds of possibles in, in terms of what constitutes. That's a really good question. I think it is, too. So uh, let's go ahead and uh, see what we come up with. What do you come up with? I have something. My idea. Yeah. What? Um, <clears throat> steakhouses. Steakhouses. That's right. Are, to me, very sexy places. Are they? Yeah, they're like my favorite kind of restaurant in terms of environment. <clears throat> there is a, a great They're very masculine, but I really like them. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. So a steakhouse experience, to me, is at least as much about the place mm-hmm. as <clears throat> the steak. Mm-hmm. Because I think that... That depending on your, and I I talk about this from the perspective of a steakhouse owner, just depending on your purveyor and your own personal standards, a steak that's really good Mm -hmm. 
is not really that hard to do. No, that's okay. true. But you so have to a, pick out which kind of way you want to so do it. So a steakhouse experience can be judged, in my opinion, less on the steak and more on the environment it's served in, the style of service it's presented by, mm -hmm. and the side dishes that accompany the steak. So uh, yes, that's I would true. rate my personal list of steak favorites more on those. Well, first of all, when I go to a steakhouse, I don't nearly eat very much steak. No. I usually get a couple of bites off of somebody else's steak and go for the side dishes because I'm not really that much of a carnivore. Well, so, that keeps up your standards, yeah. So, um, so if I had to think about places I wanted to go to eat a steak, mm -hmm. that would be kind of much more along the lines of how I would categorize it. But um, we went to Morton's because we haven't been in a long time because it was close. It was a walk because we had some good experiences there. When we got attached to Morton's, we were in Bethesda, Maryland after Katrina because I lived kind of across the street from uh, the Mortons at Georgetown Road and Wisconsin <clears throat> in a new building called the Whitney when I was up there the year after Katrina when Jude had moved to Georgetown Prep. Mary Lee and I were up there. <laughs> Tom couldn't wait to get home, and so we said, okay, bye. Anyway, um, we uh, Tom would come visit, though, and we would walk across the street and go to Mortons at the corner of Georgetown Road at the Hyatt there. And they have a they have a really cool bar, or they did anyway. Um, and it was very cozy. The bar was dark. It had only booths in it, and it was separated from the restaurant by a wall, actually. And so we would do happy hour there sometimes. And so we did happy hour here when we came back. We've done the Morton's happy hour before. <clears throat> We've also eaten in the restaurant. Uh, several times over the last, I don't know, 15 years. And then when Landry's took it over, it definitely did take a slide. The Landry's? <clears throat> the Landry Corporation took it over. Oh, okay. And it took a slide. I know they were very distinctive big onion they bread were, that they, they served. They were famous for that. Yeah. yeah, and I like their booths. But when we went the other day, it had undergone a, re a renovation, which made the bar part of the restaurant. There mm. was no wall wall between it, and so it seemed like it seemed like you were eating at the restaurant only in an inferior part, as opposed to a completely separate bar, which I always prefer. Now wait a minute, is this uh, the way that they are doing it now, or is yeah, this, this is one a couple of days ago. We were there Friday night. And we noticed that the, there had been an, a renovation. And so, was it like this <clears throat> at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse, or have you seen? Well, I haven't gotten to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse yet. Because so, we ran into the exact same thing about two, three months ago. Well, actually, ago. no. Ruth's Chris has a decidedly distinctive bar, and it's it's really buzzing all the time. It's very That's cozy true. also. And I love it there. I love the bar at Ruth's Chris downtown. But I also really like the one in Metairie. So if I had to say where I would rather eat a steak any place in town, mm -hmm. I kind of think it would be Ruth's Chris in Metairie. 
Mm. Well, you wouldn't be the first one because yeah. because it's uh, the only major steakhouse that has uh, really a, a strongly local clientele. Yeah, it's it's I I like it. I like the feel of the dining room. I love the bar. Mm-hmm. It's always buzzing. I love the burger in the bar at happy hour. <clears throat> to me, <clears throat> I would rather go to a steakhouse for happy hour and have the burger that's only available then. Mm-hmm. Than to go and sit in the dining room and have a big steakhouse experience with a steak because I don't really eat that much steak. Anyway, uh, the, my favorite steakhouses would be um, Dory's Metropolitan. If you are looking for a really romantic, sexy place for Valentine's Day, that's it. <clears throat> Mm. <clears throat> Dory's Metropolitan. Yeah, this is in the place that used to be the Alpine Cafe. It's about a block and a half away <laughs> from, uh, from just the cathedral. idea of of the the dichotomy between the Alpine Cafe and Dory's Metropolitan. I, I just I just have to laugh at it because Dory's is about as close to like a European environment as you're going to get in New Orleans. Anyway, <clears throat> very different. So I would say uh-huh. that, but just for comfort and total experience, I really like Ruth's Chris and Metairie, mm-hmm. and I really, really like the bar at Ruth's Chris and beautiful, Metairie. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful bar at the, the one downtown. Yeah, the you- one the one downtown is also really gorgeous, and again, for I think much more along the lines of, you know, like a romance kind of thing, romance place uh it's beautifully done but um but just for comfort's sake i really like ruth chris and metairie mr john's i also really like but i never go to mr john's for some reason i don't know why but i'll tell you right now right uh it is packed all the time that must be it yeah you have to book sometimes three four uh months ahead of time it's it's wow well they really are good i um I, I've all, I literally maybe gone there three times mm. in 30 years. Um, Desi Vega in Metairie, I like. I, I think he's terrific. He yeah. comes across at first as kind of like an uh, just a little bond. I can't quite figure it out, but it's uh, but it has been a first class operation since the get go. Yeah, uh, they've always been good. I don't think anyone heard you say that, Tom, but. Um, but uh, he, what he said was, Desi Vega runs a good steakhouse. You I might want to so. talk up to the mic. <clears throat> oh well. Anyway, you know, Desi Vega in Metairie, I really okay. like because I've always liked that space. Not because it's particularly handsome or anything, but I like the fact that it's um, there's kind of a mid-century look to it, and I kind of like that. It's very mm-hmm. Spartan. But uh, I do like Desi Vega in Metairie. So those would be my steak places. Okay. Um, on well, the North Shore, Keith Young, hands down. Yeah, we we uh, we're there. And um, you know, I love Pat Gallagher's. I really do. Me too. I never go to Pat Gallagher's. I don't know why. Because I think you're either a Keith Young person or a Pat Gallagher person, and I am a Keith Young person. Um, I don't know why. I guess because I, I I do know why. I like I like the food better. I know that well, that's, that's kind the, of blasphemy because Pat Gallagher cooks really great food, but I don't know. It's um. And I can't explain it. Anyway. Well, I mean, that's a pretty good uh, 
Uh, I guess maybe because Keith's dining room has more of that masculine steakhouse look to it. Well, this was part of what we did over the last several days. Uh, and that, when we had a, a real tough uh, uh, a pro- We went problem. Saturday night is yeah, what, well, what that, you're getting I think to. That's, yeah. I think that's what we did, too, come to think of it. We went, to, uh, we went and sat in the bar because oh, well, it was too busy, and we sat in the bar, which was fine. Cause have you ever had the oysters bien fill? Over yeah. <laughs> Oh, 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 I know the story behind this. Oh, good. Well, then I won't tell you. (laughs) You you mentioned something about, oh, 10 minutes ago that uh, I'd like to re-throw at you for whatever that's meaning. Uh, We should be getting calls on this, 260-668. Yeah, well, about steak, you would think that everybody would have some thoughts. Okay, uh, you were were talking about uh, happy hour and a few things like that that you like as better, as, uh, as much as better than the stakes, uh, and then we kind of maneuvered around that. Have you ever been to the 21 Club in New York City? Are you asking me? Yes. I was with you, yes. You were. <laughs> I got you for change because I've never set foot in the place. Okay, so anyway, 21 Club, uh, there was an article in, I forget which which magazine it was, but it was a, it was a major style magazine and uh, and they had this uh, section where it was a combination of a bar and, and the restaurant all in one uh, wrapped up and uh, Mimi Sheraton who was the uh, restaurant critic for the New York Times at that time uh, I was talking to her and she and I and her husband uh, we all went to dinner once I was fl- really flattered to you do talked that. about Bialy's Bialis, I think she had that done by then. Uh, but anyway, uh, we got to talking about these things, and uh, she said, you know, the reason I like going to the 21 Club is that there is something about it that is very distinctly homed in on a masculine kind of yeah. thing. And you Women look around like masculine spaces. and you see these these airplanes airplanes hanging from the ceiling and stuff like that. I mean some of it was ridiculous uh, 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 in a in a kind of mood like that. But she said whenever I'm there I just get this a feeling of a woman my age. It just grabs me. And I thought, gosh, that's interesting. Of course, I'll never have any feeling about that. So I'm glad she did it for me. But I'm glad, even happier, that you brought it up, too. So thank you. Uh, Tom, my favorite story about the 21 Club is the one that you told about Dick Brennan Sr. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll never forget that one, either. Well, tell it. Oh, okay. Uh, Dixon, uh, Senin, uh, Dick Sennon. Dick Sennon. Let me recharge here. Uh, Dick Brennan Sr., uh, Dick Brennan Sr. died about three or four years ago. He was a, a very good friend of mine, one of the most interesting people I've ever met in the New Orleans restaurant business. He talked about everything under the sun, some of which was ridiculous and funny, and some of it was just straight down the middle. But um, one time he said that uh, he uh, went, he and his wife went to the 21 Club and he knew that he would get, as soon as he walked in the door, uh, they would give him a, a big collection and a welcome A table. They'd give him a table. A table. <laughs> and they made a big fuss over him. They And uh, they got ready uh, for a, a, a meal that was just, you know, part of the program. 
And the bartender just walked over and said, uh, Mr., do you know uh, who that man is over there? Because whoever he is, I want to know because I've been here for 25 years and no waiter has ever given me a tip. No, not quite. But anyway, the story goes that Dick Brennan went with his wife and did not get a check from the waiter. That's and the waiter is, said, yeah. Mr., you must really be somebody because nobody's <laughs> ever eaten yeah. on the house before. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, well, all right. 2606368 is the number. You're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. You are on the, let's see here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, uh, something illusion uh, of the food show. And it's great to be here with you. And I'm glad you came with me, and all of those things kind of jam together. And we get from it a conversation, we hope, about what you eat, what you would rather not eat, or, you know, there's a bunch of different ways you can approach this. But the one that I would ask you to at least think for a minute on, as I started in the last hour, uh, steaks. We are we are steak eaters in this city. I think it's safe. everyone's a steak eater, just about. <laughs> well, I think we New Orleans more than most places, believe it or not. Uh, but uh, we'll just let it sit there and just uh, all acknowledge the fact that it's out there and we love it. So, which is your favorite kind of steak? And that could be anything. Uh, can you like a ribeye or a filet mignon? Could you go for? steak uh, on skewers. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that steak can be served. What's the way that you like? And having found that, uh, can you send me some? No, no, that's, that's just one of my, you know, I goofy. had prime rib for the first time. Prime rib. <clears throat> a couple of nights yeah. ago at, at Keith's. And I decided that you're right. I'm right? Yes. A lady just said I'm right? Yes, that prime no, rib. No, can't be possible. Uh, Doug, write that down somewhere. It was a special, and I got it, and and it's one. Of, I'm gonna put it into my um, my uh, my thing category. Your thing category. Yeah, where I think I like something, but I don't really. Oh, give me an example. Fish and chips. Fish and chips. Absolutely right. You can go to. Uh, um, Get in the middle of London, and you can go into the nicest hotels and everything. You go around for that, and you'll have these guys standing on the corner. You probably won't get fish and chips in the nicest hotels. You are. Well, <laughs> you never know. But uh, let's say you won't. But what you do wind up with is uh, fish and chips. And if you know of something about that that is really good and pleasing, would you please uh, send me a note and tell me about it? Because I ain't seen it, even with the help of uh, all of you girls who uh, just for well, some I'll tell reason you what. <clears throat> really love it. Um, fish and chips traditionally is served with a um, tempura batter, which is bad to begin yeah, with. Yeah, I'm not crazy about that. Me what, neither. Is, what is it? What it, is tempura? It just blows up it, it, the, the coating <clears throat> of it. Uh, blow, yeah, it forms a, a real crust, a, uh, yeah, yeah a and actually separates from the fish, yeah. which is not like our fried fish, which kind of hangs to the fish, which is much better. I had a version of fish and chips in 
Bahaba, Maine. Bahaba, yeah. That's a good place to get. Uh, yeah, on that last cruise we took up there, and it was. And that I don't, was my And again, last. I don't know if it was the context or what, but <clears throat> it was a rainy day, and it was cold, and it was just nasty weather outside. <clears throat> Folks, excuse me. My, I just have to keep clearing my throat. I've, I'm, something's settling in there, <clears throat> and... um. And I went into this restaurant where there was a fire, and it was right on the water. So you could watch the boats coming in and depositing people from the cruise ships. And you could see all the activity in this cruise port. And I could watch all of this from the warmth and coziness by a fire in this place whose name I can't remember, I'm sorry to say. But, okay, <clears throat> and uh, it was delicious, but it wasn't traditional fish and chips that were tempura batter. It was more like fried fish, but I, I they called it fish and chips, and I loved it. Anyway, <clears throat> we got off on fish and chips because we were talking about things that I think are good that aren't really meaning prime rib. So let's go to Steve. Is Steve there? Steve, Steve, Steve. Yeah, can you hear me? Oh, we yeah, can well, hear we you. got you. Yes. Huh? Yeah, we can, can you hear, hear you fine. Go right ahead. Okay. Uh, my favorite steak that I've ever had in a restaurant is filet farci by Lutra at Christian's. Oh, wasn't that a great dish? And wasn't that a great restaurant? I, I really missed it. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, and uh, I wish they were still around. But, uh, you know, I have the steak, uh, the uh, recipe for that steak that you were well, looking for. It's, it's easy my, uh, if you know if you know how to make a good demigloss, no, that's not that's hard. It just takes a long time. That's yeah, all. exactly. Yeah. You don't whip up a quick demigloss sauce. No, but, that's true. Okay, so but, Steve, if you had to go to a steak house for a steak, where would it be? Um, well, it's funny. My wife's going to Ruth's Chris tomorrow night with her. Uh, the 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 doctor at the hospital that she works at is taking her people. They're his people to mm-hmm. Ruth's Chris, and I don't get to go. Maybe or uh, downtown. Huh, how you like that? The, the downtown one. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I would probably go to Ruth's Chris Metairie. Mm-hmm. I've never been to Dickie Brennan's or... Oh, I forgot Mr. about Dunn. Dickie Brennan's. I've never been to either one of those two, so I really can't. How about can't La Boca? That's a, that's a sleeper there. La Boca. I have never set foot in La Boca. La Boca is fantastic. <laughs> Um, I'm not, I wasn't, I've been to Keith Young's like twice and I wasn't that crazy about it, but I'm going to be real honest. I've gotten to a point where I would rather eat a good pork chop than a steak. That's what Tom says. Oh, me too. Tom says it. I'm right with you. I think they're more more flavorful now. I agree. Hmm. No doubt. um, But, uh, you know, a lot of people like the way things look rather than what they taste like. Yeah. Uh, now I th- I think a steak like you were talking about Marianne I think I can cook a steak as good as most restaurants can it's just a matter of you know do I want to spend the money to get a piece of prime beef you know uh and even if I don't I can just get a really good steak and cook it pretty damn good yeah mm. yeah so, yeah, it's about the experience I mean in my opinion anyway it's about the experience of being in the steakhouse and you know, uh, and having the steak there. 
<laughs> yeah, but that experience at the end when they bring you that check for that sixty dollars steak—it's <laughs> only—it's a royal lowball here. It's only two hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. Well, yeah. I can't deny it. You have to pay money for experience. That's for sure. Yeah. So, but that's—I would rather uh, the the filet farsi. Like I said, that was the one that they did something different. It wasn't just a piece of meat cooked correctly. It was. You know, uh, and that's what I pay for. For me, at the restaurant, I want them to do something that I can't do. That's that kind of uh, smacks of Joe Kahn's famous two, two, and two rule. Yeah. What's that? Wait, re, 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 uh, if it has more than two it, ingredients, takes more yeah. than two pots or two hours, <laughs> go to a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He was he was the best. That guy could tell funniest things about the most derival, derival, nothing yeah, kind of that word? background. Yeah. I, I'll never use it again, so don't ask. Good. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to start writing these down. You can have a whole new dictionary. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? The Tom Fitzmorris. Yeah. yeah. yeah we we had a dictionary. friend that used to Watch say Chagamuga. We're going to put out a, another book this year, so maybe it'll be Tom's Dictionary. Yeah. All there right, you go. Steve, anything All right. else? That'll do. All right. Take care. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Let's go right. W G. No. Wait. I just heard Doug. You just told me something. And <laughs> and it was something about Doug. Uh, no. What was it? W G. Okay. Well, here we are. Is he here? Yeah. What's going can you hear on? Me? Oh. Yeah, yes. I can hear you fine. Thank Hello? you. All right. No, it's A. W hey, I'm, G. I'm sorry. I don't know how that happened, but you are here now. Fire away. Yeah. Yep. I'm calling you live from the 72 Dodge start with my uh, HD radio <laughs> installed so I can catch you now. Oh, great. Uh, so, I'm uh, glad to hear that. So I, I just got in range, so I guess y'all are talking about steak, right? That's yeah. exactly right. Excellent uh, thinking. Yeah, so... Uh, for me, as it stands right now, my favorite, if I'm going to get a steak, I'm going to go to Ruth's Chris mm-hmm. and, uh, and get a filet. And I get the small mm-hmm. filet, the petite filet. And I, to me, it's hard to beat. And the service is always great. I've been to Fleming's, and Fleming's is okay. I mean, it's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have really great sides, but I don't think it beats Ruth's. And no, definitely as far not. As other, yeah, and, and as far as other steak places, I have not been to Charlie's, have not been to Crescent City, um, have not been to Mr. John's. Uh, so I, I can't comment on those. Those may or may not be better, but I never give them a chance because I always want to go to Roots if if I'm going to get a steak. And it's not that often that I do that. Mm-hmm. So, Memory or downtown? Downtown. Okay. All right. Hmm. Although Metairie is closer, it's closer for me, but uh, I go downtown. I don't know. I just like it. Just like the experience. Uh, it's a man, much more glamorous pale, place for sure. What was the restaurant that was there before that was really good? Where? The Ruth's Chris. Ruth's <laughs> Chris. Chris downtown used to be a a cool, glamorous place. Don't go away before we or, talk about your 1972 Dodge Dart. Is it gone? Now. Yeah, no, I'm here. Yeah. So your Dodge Dart is what year? 
1972 Dodge Dart. Wow. So, so not really. Cool. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke because when, uh, well, when y'all HD, the car that I had did not mm-hmm. have HD radio, so I could oh, never well. listen to y'all. Where's the pity? So, so I just joke around, say, "Yeah, I got a new radio, HD radio, and put it in my Dodge Dart." There you go. Why not? Well, I think the Dodge Dart is a very cool car, and I wish that I had a 72 Dodge Dart. Mm. Yeah. I wish I had a 1963 Volkswagen Beetle Mm. to replace the one I already have. I wish I had a 2020 um, Mercedes. What is that thing? The the Kim Kardashian vehicle? (laughs) Mercedes around here. The $150,000 one? I wish I had that. Anyway, thank you for calling. Wait, 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 one more thing. Wait, wait, something else. Okay, go. Well, yeah, yeah, one more thing. Okay, so if I'm going to fix my own steak, I go buy a whole tenderloin, and you can Mm -hmm. get it from either Rouse's or from Dorgneck's or even even Sam's if you want. And uh, you slice that bad boy, and what you do is you put it in a pan in butter, Mm -hmm. salt and pepper, put a lot of pepper in it, a whole lot of Uh pepper, and then... And you just for a couple of minutes, like two or three minutes on each one, if, if you cut them about two inches thick, and then you take them off, and then you throw a little bit of uh, uh, some. Worcestershire? Uh, what's the, no, 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 the flammable, a flammable liqueur in there. Light it, then throw in your heavy cream, mix it up, boom, bada bing, and you've got steak au poivre, and I tell you what, that is That the sounds dive great. Bar. And you can. Yeah, you can do it in about 20 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Are you talking about cognac? No. Yeah, cognac. Thank you. Yeah. Cognac? Okay. Well, then I'm wrong. The flaming, yeah. That sounds delish. Yeah. Yeah, it's you, really good. You, the the right. whole thing is making a decision as to do you want the crusty outside and then the juicy inside for a steak. And you can go either way with that. They'll come out with two different flavors and local different. I want the crusty outside and the crusty inside. Well, if you can eat all that, <laughs> you're in good shape. That's why. But, that's why chefs always get mad. I'm sure when I when I order a steak and they don't want to cook it like that. Yeah. Well, you know, you can't please have. God bless every, you. Uh oh. You are listening to the food show. It is unique. In America, as far as I know, I don't know of another radio show that is anything like this, and it's great to be here talking about eating, dining, dining in or out, wine, cocktails. You name it, we'll listen and we'll probably enjoy as well. Hey, I hear there's something coming up this weekend. That, yes, uh, that you're involved in. I'm involved in something? Yes, you're the... What's her name? We have Drake Morvant <laughs> on the phone with us. Hi. Drake Morvant. Is he here now? Mm-hmm. Hi, Hello. Nice to hear from you. Uh, hey. Drake, that's you? That's me. And you're uh, also Morvant. Well, he's, uh, he's okay. Drake Morvant. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, Drake, you're calling to talk about the gumbo cook-off for the Tux organization and Umbrella Walk, correct? Hmm. Correct. And Marianne, hey. you're, part of the judging cr- you're part of the judging, too, correct? I hear that, yes. Because yeah, we've been so. giving you top billing. <laughs> Ooh, wow. Ooh. Yeah, it's Marianne, Marianne and Tom Fitzmaurice. Okay. Wow. Now, now we're getting out of uh, Well, let's Tom's have, not going to like that. Tell me, uh, tell me uh, a little more about this. Uh, 
First of all, where it's is it? It's at Audubon Park. Audubon Park. Uh-huh. Well, let me start right, tell off us about it, Drake. Both. Give us the details. Well, you know, the crew of Tux, of one of the founders, we started in 1969, and uh, we were just a bunch of college kids with not a dime in our pocket. And over 50 years later, we now have our own floats, our own den, 1,800 no members. And uh, all these years, we've been having, like, St. Michael's or Magnolia School make our toilet bowl brushes and different things, and we paid them for that. Well, mm. we organized and formalized our charitable efforts into the Tux Charitable Foundation. And our big event is coming up Saturday at Audubon Park. It's called the Tux Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Gras. When you register at the shelter number 10 in Audubon Park, you get an umbrella, a wristband, and tickets to vote for the best gumbo. And then we have two bands that will take a second line all the way around the park. And while we're second line around the park, you all will be judging the gumbo. Mm -hmm. We also have five-finger discount, the big band in New Orleans planned for the whole event from 10 to 1. And we'll have hamburgers and hot dogs. And this year we've included a child section. We call it the small fryers. And they're going to have an umbrella to deck, a a tent to decorate little umbrellas with and do the walk. That's cute. And parents can also pull them in a wagon. And hopefully they come out with decorated wagons that look like floats and what have you. And Mm. so uh, it's been a great time. And this year they lifted the 40% chance rain. And the uh, oh, lucky oh, you! Beautiful, beautiful day. Good. What is so uh, all, what? To, tell me. I'm sorry to break in. Go ahead and fi- you finish. Oh, go ahead. Sounds, well, what it's we over do my is head? money that <laughs> the the money that we raise. Uh, by the way, the crew of Tux yeah. pays all the expenses. So everything mm-hmm. that we raise goes to the the causes. Uh, we support. Children's Hospital, ALS Association, ah. Fruta Camp, Magnolia School, St. Michael's School. So we spread it around to these groups that are really helping a lot of people in the yeah. community. Um, as soon as you uh, started giving me all of those uh, operations, uh, I know the, that you're on the level and very, very effective because there's another one. Uh, there's another uh, c- a contest that's earlier in the year or later in the year, depending on how you look at it. And I've been a judge of that for years and years and years, and I always want to see what the organization that they're involved with is like and what they're doing. And this is top class, what is going to happen that day. It sounds like a fun family event. It sounds like a really fun family event. What time does it start, Drake? Well, registration starts at 9 in the morning. Okay. And uh, the band starts at 10. The walk's at about 11 or 11.30. And it goes on until about 2. And uh, there'll be face painting and king cake, uh, plenty of everything. And, you know, um, it's just been a great uh, great event for us. And it's really brought people out the crew that Mm -hmm. so many people want to do something. They don't know how to do it. Well, it's given a lot of our members an opportunity to say, hey, we need you to do this and we need you to do that. Mm -hmm. And we just have so many talented and generous people in the crew that we're very blessed. And it's, it's always a great time. How big is the crew so we now? Got 1,800 members. Oh, my goodness. Wow, wow. So this is going to be a, a massive event. Where is the, well, the shelter well, 10? Where is that? That is the, you take the street, the little, it's off Magazine Street, right across from the zoo parking lot. 
Okay. You go like you if you were going to the clubhouse to play golf. Okay. Okay. That's what I thought. Okay. It's just to the right, and it has its own bandstand okay. by the pond. It's a beautiful setting. Yeah. Uh, okay. I've, I've, you're saying that's that the most popular one. I, I remember that. that. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's going to you know, be. Uh, yeah. Get there early. Sounds like parking might be a thing. Well, yeah, there is. Uh, if it if it when it gets clogged up right there, you can park across the street, like where you park for the zoo, and just yeah. cross across Magazine Street. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And how so, many gumbos are we going to be tasting? This year we have 14 teams. Oh, okay. That's not too bad. Last year Tom told me to draw the limit at 15, so we we shut we we cut it <laughs> off there. Okay. All right. Well, that sounds like so, fun. Um, and how uh, you much know, is we, the we, ticket? How much is the ticket for uh, the umbrella and and the whole thing? Well, uh, registration is $25 an adult. Okay. Kids sit. Kids to 13 years old are free. Okay. So it's a great that's, it's a great family time. Yeah, that's come on that's get a great come on get an umbrella in second line and have some gumbo. Yeah, mm -hmm. in, a, in a beautiful day, it sounds like a great time. Thank you and for inviting us. We so appreciate y'all. We, we well we are very appreciative y'all giving up your time to come join us and do that for us. We're well, excited. Thank you. Our pleasure. We're very excited. Yeah. All right, we will keep we will keep talking about it and uh, and have something in nomenu.com about it and uh, we will we'll hit it the next couple of days so we'll we'll, we'll uh, promote it as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Well, thank y'all, thank y'all for all you do. Which is uh, we wouldn't be doing anything if we didn't do it. Is it's what exciting. I say. Okay. Well, we'll see you on yeah. Saturday. Okay. Hey, can I add one thing? Of sure. course. It's about the crew of Tucks, not the foundation, but it's all related. But last mm -hmm. night on television, uh, we unveiled the first handicap float in Mardi Gras history. Really? Robert, Robert now, wait Riker. a minute. How, how, mm -hmm. how does that handle? What, what, that's so unusual. Robert Reichert, one of our, mm -hmm. the son of one of our founders, um, designed and had built a float that has lifts on the, I think it's the front, the side and the back that oh, wheelchair yeah. people or handicapped people and their companion can be lifted onto the float and the float is handicap ready. That's fantastic. Good well, congratulations. Oh, yeah. Congratulations oh, we were, on that. <clears throat> yeah, we're real excited about that. I'll bet you are. When is your actual parade? What year, what day are you parading? We are the Saturday before Mardi Gras. Okay. And that would be 22, 21, 20, I think the 19th. Okay. It's Mardi Gras on the 22nd. Okay. But we're All the Saturday right. before Mardi Gras. Okay. So I appreciate the time y'all have given me and I uh, hope to see a lot of people out there. We will Wonderful. We will definitely keep promoting it. Thank you very much for calling and thank you for thank inviting you. us. All right, take care. Okay. I was Drake Morvant with the Tux organization on Saturday. It is the Umbrella Walk and Gumbo Cook-Off, and you mm. and I are going to be tasting 14 ding, of ding, them. Ding. I, wish, I wish my son Jude were here because he used to love going to those things. Whenever there was one going on, he would always happen to be in town, and he would go to the event, and it was mm. uh, he would just barrel down gumbo like there was tomorrow. Well... Uh, I think I think both kids are gumbo fanatics. I know Mary Lee is too. But who isn't a gumbo fanatic? It's yeah. delicious stuff. Yeah. You know, and they're all different. They're all so so different. Um, 
I went to Pyre Provisions today, and they have a pork gumbo, yeah. which is totally different and really great. And is it a Pardo's, restaurant or a shop? Pardo's has their uh, pork gumbo, too, which is also great. I mean, it doesn't have to be exactly along the lines of uh, <clears throat> of all the others. Which one did I have, and where did I have that recently that had a – oh, it was at Brennan's. I thought the Brennan's seafood gumbo with basmati rice was really good. I haven't mm-hmm. – uh, you know, it's like you – we eat a lot of these, and uh, every now and then one jumps out at you and makes an impression, and that one did. Two six zero six three six eight. We only have ten minutes. If you want to call about steaks, we want to or hear anything about else. We we'll, if we don't talk about something one day, one day, uh, call us. The well, next you know day. what I find is happening is that happening. people now that the podcasts are back. Thank you, Doug. Now that the podcasts are back, we're getting calls from someone who listened to a podcast from last week, and that's how we keep winding up talking about Al Copeland, because mm-hmm. every time every time we talk about him on the show, somebody else listens on a podcast and then brings it up on a show again. So it's kind of like it's, um, it's almost like a sourdough starter. Al Copeland is our sourdough starter. He just goes from one thing to another. Anyway, uh, did we finish out the almanac? Because uh, we we have a few things left, I think, on that. I don't think so, but we don't have to stop right now. The the old kitchen sage says, and this is kind of valuable information, and I never heard about it before. And I'm really interested in these little kitchen tips because Martha Stewart told – someone told me that Martha Stewart, my nemesis, said – that if you keep an avocado in the refrigerator, it will keep up to 10 days. Well, we've had them in there for three weeks, and they still are good. So um, that's a, a, a kitchen tip that I'm very, very grateful to have. But this is the old kitchen sage says, if you need to grate a cheese that's so soft that it sticks to the grater, rub the inside and the outside of the grating surface with butter before you start. Well, that makes sense. Did you know that the old kitchen sage said that, Tom? Well, he knows a few things, you know. It's, well, oh, my gosh. Co-hosts, get on alert because uh, I am fading quickly here. You're fading? Yes, I'm fading as whatever it is that's in my throat starts oh, creeping up. Oh, I'm sorry. Up. Yes, yeah. this is uh, this is not a good development, I have to say. Oh, there was one other thing I wanted to mention about uh, about. <clears throat> The Almanac today. It is National mm-hmm. Blonde Brownie Day. So that's a blondie. <laughs> a blondie. A blondie is yeah. like a chocolate chip cookie, really, isn't it? It's like, really, a, it's like it? a joke to me. I mean, it's like... No, it's it, like a chocolate chip cookie is what it is. It's a thick chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, but who would prefer that to getting the chocolate? An actual uh, brownie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't like chocolate anyway. Oh, sure I do. It's just that uh, some others around me do uh, like it better. Love like it. chocolate. Yes. Yeah. I haven't had chocolate today, which I'm no? very, I'm so proud of myself. It's been a day wow. without chocolate. Oh, gosh. How could know, you have I, lived? <laughs> I must say, I don't know how I have done it. Mm. 2606368, I want to take another question, or not a question, but a little um Poll, we're taking, or we were taking a poll about your favorite steakhouse yeah. around town. And then when the last caller called, he mentioned a bunch of places that I didn't even think about, which oh, I... Name a few. Which I should have thought about. Yeah. <clears throat> um, well, Crescent City's at the top of the list. Yeah. We'll be there for Mardi Gras. Yep, so will I. And um, 
Dickie Brennan's. Yeah. <clears throat> and a third one that he mentioned. Charlie's. And, Charlie's, yeah, Charlie's. You I like mean, Charlie's? I haven't been to Charlie's. I haven't Charlie's been in pages. to Charlie's since right after Katrina. Yeah, and it took people a are long listening, time going, boy, she doesn't get around much. You're right, I don't get around much. <clears throat> but um, <clears throat> I haven't been to Charlie's in that long. Well, I mean, Charlie's is not really kind of my kind of place. Well, yeah. it's uh, a, a, a very good friend of mine. In fact, he was the best man at my wedding. Yeah. Uh, we. Um, Tom talks about it like it wasn't my wedding, too. I don't know what that's about. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> um, where was I? Um, so uh, 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 anyway, uh, Oliver is his, is his name. And uh, we, uh, whenever we get together, we, we were in business together. He did advertising, and I did a different kind of advertising. Anyway, it's I'm, all of this is boring. What what we used to do would be once in a while we'd show up at uh, Charlie Steakhouse, him and me, and we'd eat you know a big 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 steak. The T-bone was the one that was they were famous for, and then it had the sizzling uh, butter all over the place that you had to hold up your tablecloth to keep yourself from getting drenched in in uh, 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 butter. And uh, the, the famous uh, onion rings were really good. That was the only appetizer they had, just that big pile of of those. And uh, you could really get yourself used to them if you let it go around you. But that uh, just straight-ahead uh, steak uh, that they did over there was like nothing uh, I've ever seen anywhere else. But uh, they've always been popular. But I haven't been there in years. Anybody out there been to Charlie's in a while? You have Call three us minutes tell to us. tell us. Yeah, well, you know, we can shoot shoot it in about uh, 30 seconds if you want. But uh, but we'd love to hear from you no matter what. 260-6368. Yes. Yes. Did you know? You must, you must know this. One of the funny little things is uh, about Louis Armstrong. Yeah, what about him? Is that whenever he sung a sa- sang a song or uh, even uh, speak, uh, spoke it, Mm-hmm. He would let that S just keep on going. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was most famous for, uh, what was his most famous song? Uh, the one that everybody knows. And you'll you'll see it's right there. Uh, I like whatever is uh, this song. Dun, dun. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> Wait, I, I can't remember how it goes. Dun. Oh, a kiss to hang a dream a kiss on. To, a kiss to hang a dream um, on. Is that the name of a it? A kiss <laughs> to end, uh, yeah, to lead a lead on. Yeah. A kiss to hang a dream on is the name of to it. Hemog- yeah, that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. See, there they are. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. Hello, Dolly. This is. Oh, Lewis. that. Wait, listen. To this. Yeah. Hello, Dolly. This is Het. This is wait. Who? It was a. This is. <laughs> If only I could keep one thing in my brain. Hello, Louis, Louis Bobby. This is. <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't be talking. I shouldn't be Louis. laughing. Oh, there you go. There it was. <clears throat> the Oracle speaks. If only we could hear him. The who? He's gonna yell. Put your headsets on. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so we are uh, we are going to be at Andreas tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. For their anniversary dinner. Happy anniversary, Andrea. What time? Do you know? Uh, 6.30. 6.30. And then okay. on Six, uh, Saturday at the Tux Umbrella mm-hmm. and Gumbo Cook-Off Walk. Yeah. 
That so sounds much, like fun. I'm excited yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, a lot going on. Yeah, it goes really to nice. show that if anybody ever had any dits, dits about any doubts. Oh, I'm going to start. Tom, I actually am going to start writing that book. Yeah. I'm going to write these words down. Of course, we'll have to make up meanings. That might be kind of fun. What <laughs> words? <clears throat> these words that you're making up, we can make up meanings to them, too. <laughs> we can publish that as a as a new book, the book for 2020, Tom's New Dictionary. You know, they have the Urban Dictionary. We can have Tom's Dictionary. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.